You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands on the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I'm joined today by Howard Schiffer, who is the founder and CEO of Vitamin Angels. Howard, thank you for joining us today. So glad to be here. So what is Vitamin Angels? Tell us the story. The, uh, the organization is a public health nonprofit working to improve nutrition worldwide. We help uh, underserved pregnant women and young children gain access to life-changing and life-saving vitamins, minerals, and other nutrition interventions. Our primary nutrition programs include prenatal uh, multiple vitamins, vitamin A, um, deworming, and then supplemental feeding. And you have such a unique story in terms of how you decided to go after this as a life path. Can you share just a little bit about your background and how you came to create Vitamin Angels? Yeah, unique or might, might be a uh, <laughs> word for weird. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> um, my first passion when I was in my early 20s was um, uh, the home birth movement, and uh, I became a lay midwife. Um, and it was a really amazing time because women were finally starting to take power over their birth experience and not wanting the doctors to have all the control. Um, so a lot of policies that you see today, like the um, partners being in the birth room, the baby not being taken away from the mother, a more uh, conducive atmosphere to having a, a natural childbirth were really started at that time. Um, during that time, I also really learned about the importance of nutrition because a lot of the women we were seeing were vegan and vegetarian and they came in with very low iron counts and we always had to have doctor backup because midwifery was illegal. Um, and the doctors would say, you need to go into the hospital right away. And the women would not want to go into the hospital and we would get them on really strong nutrition programs, teach them about uh, pro, you know, full proteins by combining different like uh, rice and beans. Mm -hmm. uh, we got them on really good supplements. And usually within about six weeks, we can get the iron counts right to where they needed to be. And the doctors were always surprised. Um, but you know, the women went on to have very happy, healthy babies. And so I learned a lot about the impact that basic nutrition could play. Um, when I was in my early 30s, um, I started getting involved in the natural products industry. Mm -hmm. um, and I almost died also. I got I got blood poisoning just by accident. Oh, my um, goodness. Wound up in a coma for 10 days um, and got to really see how thin the thread is that connects us to this life. Mm. Um, and, and I came out of that experience thinking, wow, life could be over in the blink of an eye. And it's really important. Uh, to do something with your life, to do something important. And I think that was like the initial inspiration for Vitamin Angels. And after I got out of midwifery um, and I had gotten into the 
uh, vitamin nutrition business. I had a few businesses. Um, and after a while, I just got bored with business. It wasn't enough. Um, and there was an earthquake in Southern California in 1994, the Northridge earthquake. Yeah, I know it well. We're here in LA. We felt right. it. My, my bed rolled across the room, actually. It was intense. I mean, it was a really, it was a big one. And uh, a relief group that was doing medical supplies um, that had adopted some of the migrant worker communities called up the vitamin company I own and said, we need vitamins. And the product I had wasn't really applicable um, for an emergency because you had to mix it with juice. It was a powder. Mm -hmm. uh, but I made a call to this friend of mine in the Midwest who had a very big vitamin company and asked him to help. And he said, well, let me see what I can do. And three days later, the woman from the uh, medical relief group called back screaming, so excited. You have no idea. And I asked her what had happened. And a truck had just pulled up and unloaded three pallets of vitamins. Wow. And she said this, we've never had this supply of vitamins. And what I learned very quickly was that all of the people in the humanitarian aid field, whether they were building hospitals or building schools or doing nutrition programs or doing medical programs, nobody had a consistent high quality supply of vitamins. And I had been in the business, so I knew all the people in the industry and I thought, oh, well, I can do that. And it was that simple. I just started contacting people I knew and said, you know, look, we have a way to get vitamins to women and children around the world, would you like to help? And immediately people signed on and it just, it took off from day one. That's incredible. Can you share with us some of the, of the statistics around um, this is an issue and specifically why you focus on the vitamins that you focus on? Because I know that there's a lot of, you're saying about irons and vitamin Ds and things like that. I know there's a lot of data behind that. If you could share some with us, that'd be great. Well, it's if you look at children dying, and um, most children die uh, within the first five years of life, right? And it's because their immune systems, you don't come into the world with an intact immune system. It has to develop in response to the environment. Sure. Um, and if you're weak nutritionally, and if your mother was weak, and if it's probably generational malnutrition, um, you were probably born with not a lot of uh, resources to start building a healthy immune system. And then if you're living in an environment uh, that's not clean, that has you know bacteria and other diseases around, you're going to be vulnerable. What researchers have found is that almost half of all children's deaths for children under five, they're uh, either directly or indirectly directly related to malnutrition and undernutrition. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, it used to be uh, in 1960 when they UNICEF first started doing uh, calculations on how many children were dying. It was about 20 million children under five a year. Globally. Globally. Wow. Which is, you know, it's like 57,000 a day. I mean, oh, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. By 1994, when we started Vitamin Angels, that number had been reduced to about 12 million. Today, it's under 5 million. And when they look at what has made the biggest difference, it's things like immunization and vaccination campaigns, mm -hmm. uh, promoting exclusive breastfeeding for the first six months, um, and vitamin and nutrition programs. That vitamin and nutrition um, is critical. And I think anybody who works 
in this area. Again, whatever you're doing, if you're building schools or putting in water systems, everybody knows that you're not going to be successful. You, you know, if, if kids are not well nourished, they can't do well in school. Right. You know, if people it's a building sick, block. Health comes it's, first. It's health is health is is a foundational piece. And what it's been shown is that if you can impact nutrition in the first 1,000 days from conception to two years old, you can change the trajectory for the child's entire life. And there's been all these studies done that the ch children don't get sick as often, they do better in school, they grow uh, to a, a higher stature. I mean, they actually can reach their physical capacity. Um, their, their cognitive abilities go way up so, and their actual earning potential over their lifetimes, that the kids who are well-nourished end up um, earning a lot more. You actually can increase the gross national product. So, so the impact for the individual, for the family, for the community, but also for the country is significant. And you do, I mean, it's not just um, underserved families. You do relief work. I mean, you do all kinds, your work is very, very layered. Can you share with us a little bit about all the different components and um, and how people can get involved. I think that's one of the more important pieces of this conversation in terms of donations and uh, and volunteerism. Sure. Well, we our model is that we <clears throat> we try not to recreate the wheel, um, mm -hmm. and you know our focus is finding organizations, usually small indigenous um, organizations that are reaching the end user, that, that mother or child for the children under five, and support them, get them the resources, get them the training, get them the educational tools so they can reach that end user most effectively. So we work with midwives, we work with clinics, we work with doctors, we work with preschools, we work with uh, food banks, we work with low-income clinics, um, we work with pregnancy resource centers. Anybody that has that interaction. I mean, recently, um, our uh, program manager for the U.S. found out that libraries are a wonderful intersection to meet pregnant women because they often will bring their children there for story time. And so we started contacting libraries um, and found out if they want to be distribution sites for some of our multiple prenatal vitamins. So anyway that we can reach that mother, uh, that woman, that person, that child um, in that time when they're most vulnerable, we're interested in partnering with them. And so if people know of a food bank or a low-income clinic or a pregnancy resource center in their communities that does not have access to free prenatal multiple vitamins, all they need to do is contact Vitamin Angels at vitaminangels.org. And it's a simple grant application, and we'll be glad to get them started. I love it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably very likely that you've worked with a marketing agency that hasn't really worked out. That's why Elevate My Brand has developed our roadmap to marketing process. We use an extremely data-driven approach to show you exactly what your competitors are doing in the omnichannel space so that we can develop a strategy and tactical approach to success in your marketing. Call us today and let's get mapping. Thanks for tuning in. And if you are just now catching up with us, I'm chatting with Howard Schiffer, who is the CEO and founder of Vitamin Angels. Uh, before the break, you were telling us a bit about um, 
about your specific journey here. And uh, I'm so interested into why you decided to go down the, the midwifery route, because it's typically a very female driven industry. Was there something in your, like, I, mean, I come from hippie parents. My dad was literally hippie in the 60s, <laughs> lived in a commune, the whole nine. So I totally vibe on that. But just curious what your background is, that that was the path you decided to go down. Yeah, I was, I was on a commune as well. And Oh, you know, there we go. <laughs> the time was that, you know, we should learn how to do everything ourselves. And so we were learning how to grow our own food, how to build our own houses, um, how to, uh, you know, use herbal medicine or homeopathics when we got sick. And so when one of the women on the commune got pregnant, it was just natural to say, well, how do we do this? How, we need to learn about childbirth. And at that time, as I said, midwifery was illegal. There was only two midwives in the state of Oregon. And I just became fascinated. I thought, well, what else could I do that would be more amazing? And I just kept following that path and found people who believed in me and uh, was able to work in a collective down in Santa Cruz. And I think probably that was the door in that made it possible is that it was a bunch of young women who had really taken back control. Some of them had medical backgrounds um, and they were really receptive to, to working with me and we all worked together. I love that. I knew I liked you. We both were our commune kids. That makes so much sense. Mm. <laughs> and also before the break, you were sharing a little bit about um, your approach, right? So you have these kind of, this kind of three-pronged approach, planning and preparation. So making sure that you have the right resources so you can make the biggest impact, reaching populations in need uh, so you can responsibly and effectively provide nutritional support. And then of course, the sustainable development piece. So the foundation for long lasting impact. You mentioned applying for the grant for any partner programs. That's all available on vitaminangels.org. I can't stress enough how important the work is that you're doing. And then, of course, on the homepage, if you're interested in donating, it's we're coming up on the end of the year. So it's a good time to get your donations in so you can uh, make sure that you're having impact for 2022. So I just wanted to give a little extra plug for that. I think it's so important as we uh, round out this very challenging year um, that we make sure we support organizations like Vitamin Angels in the work that you do. How has COVID impacted the work that you do? Uh, COVID has had a gigantic impact. I, I, before I go into that, uh, Laurel, I just wanted to mention that sure. the opportunity to have a big impact and to make a difference um, doesn't take a lot. Right. Uh, for, for programs like vitamin A, it costs us 25 cents to reach one child for one year. So, And that covers everything. That covers transportation, education, buying the product, the whole thing. Um, so for a dollar, we could reach four children. For a pregnant woman, um, we could reach her and, again, get her all the materials, get her the supplements she needs uh, for $5 for a pregnancy. So it doesn't take a lot to have a big impact. Um Today, the need is greater than ever. Um, COVID has um, uh, slowed down or stopped public health programs like immunization campaigns, vaccination campaigns, vitamin A campaigns. Um, food supply lines have been interrupted. Uh, and so people don't have access to, you know, to, to reasonable or, or nutritious foods. Um, uh, and then, of course, people have been out of work. And right. when you're out of work and your or your paycheck's been cut um, and you have to decide between paying the rent or buying gas for your car or getting good food, you often start to compromise on the quality of food. And so you get less nutritious food. And this is the case 
in the U.S. and communities all over the U.S. that we work with, and it's the case all over the world, is that people are often forced to buy food that will be filling, but not as nutritious as is needed to maintain a healthy body. And it's the tragedy that, you know, that many people face is that they, they're on limited resources and they have to buy food that, that they feel is going to be able to feed their family. Um, but it's often not the most nutritious food. And that's why um, there's a thing called hidden hunger, where people are full, but they're nutritionally uh, vitamin deficient. And that causes health problems. Huh. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, we talk about food deserts all the time, right? Um, yeah. Where it's there's there's just no um, nutritional value in the foods that low-income families and you know uh, remote area families have to support their their nutritional uh, wellness. So I think yeah, it's vitamin supplements. All of this is such an important component to that. No, I think it's. I think the one thing COVID has shown is that the healthcare system is inequitable. It's inequitable in the U.S. And it's inequitable all over the world. And, you know, we have to work on the democratization of health. I mean, we believe that healthcare is a human right, and that that everybody has has a right to be healthy. And you've got to start with basic nutrition. And there are food deserts in every major city Mm -hmm. in the United States. And if you go into those communities, the only options really for food are often found in convenience stores and it's fast food and junk food. And that's not food that's going to keep you healthy. And that's the problem that we've got to start bringing in, you know, ways for people to get access to good nutrition and supplements are a good way to kind of, they're a good insurance policy. They're a good way to kind of make sure that people at least have that basic need covered. And what we've seen is that in the countries we work in, which are often resource poor, mm-hmm. uh, and the women do not have you know access, usually the diets are what I call mono diets, which is like in Africa, it'll be corn or corn porridge that's called ugali. In Central America, it might be tortillas, not tortillas and vegetables, but just tortillas. Right. Um, in India, it's probably rice and maybe dal. Um, but, but that does not provide the right nutrition. And what we've seen is that we go into communities that, you know, a a lot of babies are dying. Mothers are not making it during their pregnancies. And we start bringing them prenatal multiple vitamins. And the amazing thing is that nothing else changes. Right. Diet doesn't It's a small change, but it has such a massive impact. The economics don't change. The Geography doesn't change. Nothing else changes. But all of a sudden, you start having six and seven, eight pound babies and they're healthy and, you know, they look like they're actually going to thrive when they're born. So it's it's a small intervention, but it has a gigantic impact. Well, the, uh, you know, the other thing we were talking about food deserts and all of that, and that's why we see obesity and diabetes in those communities specifically. And it's, it's just that there's not a whole holistic nutrition programs are available, um, you know, healthy foods, which, uh, again, the, the vitamin piece is such an important um, supplement, no pun intended, to, to help with that um, issue. The other issue, I think, or the other piece of it that I think is so interesting is that, you know, it there's very little spoilage when it comes to delivering vitamins, right? So even in its delivery methodology, it's a much easier um, application to bring those materials to those in need. Um, can you share with us a little bit about 
uh, about that piece of it because I, I think it's fascinating. You know, yeah, it's not like a, a head of lettuce that's going to go bad in a week. You know, it's a great point. I mean, if you think about how much food uh, a woman needs during her pregnancy when you're trying to 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 feed two yourself and the baby, mm-hmm. um, and then try to think about how transporting that food, and then you know being able to store it so that it doesn't start spoiling and what you would need over nine months. I mean, it's an astronomical feat. Truly. But if you think about a bottle of prenatals, which I could hold in my hand, you could put in a fanny pack, you could hike or, or go into the most remote areas in the world. And it's easy to get that product to the woman who needs it the most. So it's not the only solution, but it's a good start to kind of help solving a problem. And, and it's very, very Effective. I mean, the research that's been done recently um, has shown that a multiple prenatal, and this is compared to IFA, which is iron folic acid, which is a standard recommendation for decades now from World Health. Mm -hmm. Most women don't like to take it because it upsets their stomach and it's constipating. Um, A multiple prenatal, we've had, you know, over 25 years of success that women enjoy taking them. They, they work and they're easy to digest. Um, that for a woman who's anemic and 38% of the pregnant population in the world is anemic, there's a 29% reduction in infant mortality from taking a prenatal multiple vitamin. Again, it's compared to IFA. So, I mean, 29%, that's a shocking yeah. number. And I mean, you're talking about, I mean, today... 7,000 babies are going to die today. You know, half of those are probably preventable. And so if we have something that can make a difference, let's get started. I couldn't agree more. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Who says you've got to be big to get things done? We know that size matters in some things, but in other things like marketing, a small and scrappy team like Elevate My Brand can really take your brand to the next level. Our job is to create visibility so you can create profitability. Give us a call today and let's schmooze. All right, chatting with my friend Howard Schiffer, CEO and founder of Vitamin Angels. Uh, It's such an important uh, impact that you're having on the global world, a global um, community of women and children. Can you share with us some of your really joyful case studies? Because we talk about, uh, you know, all of the um, statistics and how there's so much hardship out in the world. And um, the work that you're doing is obviously having such a positive impact. I'd love to hear some of your, uh, you know, most uplifting stories of change and the impact you've had with your work. You know, some of the most uplifting impacts are when we go into communities, again, around the world, and we, a lot of the people we work with who could be working in very fancy big city hospitals, but are working in the most remote areas because they really want to make a difference. Um, A lot of those people grew up in these communities. This is where they're from. You know, their parents oftentimes were farmers. I mean, they did not have a lot of resources, but somehow they got basic nutrition. They got an opportunity for education. They advanced. They got a degree. They learned a skill set, whether it's nursing or or being a doctor. And then they come back to these communities to help out the other people. And I think, I mean, so often I'll ask uh, women in their, you know, in in different communities, I've been doing this for 28 years, you know, what do you want for your children? And and of course, the first answer is I just want them to be healthy, which as a parent myself, it's all anybody wants. 
Uh, but the second answer is I want them to be able to do, to do good, to have a life, to do something they care about. And oftentimes, if I'll ask a little bit further, they'll say, well, I'd like them to, you know, to be a nurse or to, you know, to be doing healthcare work and to come back so they could help out our community. And uh, I, you know, I just see people who, you know, will be doing these distributions and will start at seven or eight o'clock in the morning in these small, rural, remote villages that sometimes you have to get to on a dirt track, sometimes you have to hike in. Um, and women, dads will sometimes show up carrying one or two or three children, young children, and I'll find out that they've walked for about three or four hours that morning. Wow to get their child to that nutrition distribution because they know what a difference is going to make. And that to me is, I mean, you know, I, as a dad myself, I think, well, of course, I would you do anything for your children. Of course. If it, you know, I've had yeah. three hours, sure. No problem. And that's the inspiration to me is that people who have very little will still go out of their way to do whatever they can to get their children fed every day, to get their children the right nutritional support they need, to get their children you know, medical help if they need it. Um, and the difficulty is that they don't have the resources or the access. And that's Vitamin Angels is trying to start addressing some of those access and availability and affordability issues by providing free nutritional interventions at the point where we can meet those women and children. And uh, I'm just, I'm inspired. I mean, to me, it's such an honor to be able to go to these, these small towns and villages and communities all over the world. And people are so, I mean, nobody else goes there to help out. And, you know, we can be in areas where there's terrorism or there was, you know, there's a danger of some uh, guerrilla activity. And uh, I'll go in scared and kind of wonder if it's going to be safe. And, then I'll see the women and kids and, and parents who show up, you know, and are taking risks, you know, to make sure their kids are safe. And, you know, within about 15 minutes or a half hour, we're playing with each other. They're handing me their kids and, <laughs> you know, it's okay. This is, I'm good for another while here. That, I love uh, it. It's, it's a big, big honor to do this. Yes, I can absolutely hear that. I can see it in the work. Um, and I want to know what can we, the listeners, the community around you, do to support you further in this mission? You talked about what you do to support uh, the amazing families that you do the work for. What can we do? If you have an ask for this, uh, for this call for our listeners, what would that be? Get the word out. Help us get the word out. Exactly what you're doing today, Laurel. We just need more people to know about it. There's a disconnect, especially in this country, with vitamins and the fact that they're one of the most effective public health interventions in the last 50 years. So let people know that that nutrition, good vitamin supplementation is a cornerstone of public health. And then there's a million ways, if you go to our website, vitaminangels.org, that you could help us. I mean, people go into their schools and do nutrition programs for the kids. Uh, people go into their churches. Um, people will dedicate their birthday or an anniversary, or they'll climb a mountain or they'll run a race in honor of vitamin angels and raise funds that way. Um, so look at your own world and just see how you can kind of help us either get the word out or get the information to people that, that nutrition, that vitamin supplementation 
um, is a cornerstone of public health. If this is something, you know, that we don't have to do research for, we don't have to discover the cure for, this is something we know about today. And it impacts half the people on this planet. I mean, half the people on this planet are undernourished or malnourished at some level. And this is just, in, in this day and age, it's like, to me, it's unconscionable. It's like, wait, you know, we can't let this go on. We can't let 7,000 babies die every day and not say, stop, you know, no, you know, you've got to start doing it. Yeah, exactly. Enough. Well, Howard, this has been such an honor to have this conversation with you. I didn't know uh, half of this work before we started having this conversation and I was introduced to this incredible brand. So it's my absolute honor to be able to share your message with our community. Thank you so much for joining us today. Laurel, thank you so much. And thank you all your listeners for hanging in here for this conversation. And uh, (laughs) together we can make a difference. Absolutely. Don't forget to go to vitaminangels.org, make a donation, take action, get involved. It's a really, really important organization. And the work is uh, having significant impact in mortality rates, et cetera. So please, please get involved. Thank you so much for listening in. And of course, stay tuned for more from Elevate Your Brand coming up next. (music) 